Hey friendos, it's DW. Welcome to the Afterthoughts episode where I talk about the conversation I had with Dylan Smith, where I tried to answer the question, will I have to teach my kids how to drive? In our conversation with Dylan, we talked a lot about self-driving cars, his Tesla, his knowledge around self-driving vehicles, and like the state of consumers in self-driving car technology. And I've since followed up on a couple things he said. I've reached out to a uh, friend of mine who's also involved in that on a different wavelength. And I drew some decent conclusions about it. So for one, I don't think I will have to teach my kids how to drive. I think I will have the option to get a self-driving vehicle in some way, shape, or form. The second thing I drew from this whole conversation in my research was that maybe I shouldn't teach my kids how to drive. In regards to why I don't think I'll have to teach my kids how to drive, for one, Tesla's looking at licensing out its autopilot. And that got me thinking, right? If Tesla's willing to license it out, maybe through a subscription or install an appliance inside of my Honda or whatever, this means there's going to be a market just for the software. It doesn't have to come bundled with your car, but you can get it as an attachment. You can actually buy it like Command Star when you wanted to get remote control starting your car. That was a big thing in like the 90s. Now, a friend of mine has actually adopted OpenPilot, and there's a device called a comma, uh, comma.ai, and again, like the references in the show notes. But we actually used this when I was out in Ottawa, checking this thing out, driving on the highways, and it worked great. We walked through it all. I'm not going to get into the technical details of it, but the point is it's not super cheap. But once you have it installed in your vehicle, it just works. And it works quite well. Very similar to Dylan's experience with his Tesla. Now, those are the big ones about taking my existing car and making it self-driving. But there's also the idea of having a self-driving fleet or a service that I can just call a car. So no more need for Uber or taxis, but a self-driving taxi fleet, if that exists as a service, that might be a better option. Now, this is already in production today. You can actually go to California, specifically in San Francisco. There's Cruise. Uh, Google has this thing called Waymo, and they are piloting it and testing it out in numerous cities across the U.S. now. These services, and Dylan even points that out in the conversation we had, but the idea of having this service available to us is so foreign that I don't need to wait for something. They just need to buy the vehicle, and it just sits there waiting, and they're just moving around. They don't get tired. They just continue to work. Having access to something like that, having a service like driving as a service, changes the game completely. Why would I want to own a car? Or owning a car, rather, would be more of a luxury. Why would I want to own a car if I don't drive all that much? Now, what about that last bit about maybe I shouldn't teach my kids how to drive? It's a bit of a bigger conclusion from there. Now, I got this article from Ars Technica. It was published, again, in the show notes. Are self-driving cars already safer than human drivers? not going to go over the details of it, but it's a fascinating read. I highly recommend you take a look at it. There's a couple of key points that I took away from it. So for one, data about human-led crashes isn't very consistent, not very strong, and it makes a lot of sense. They explain it a little bit more there, but the assumption I've had this whole time is that we have this human human car accident data, and we do have some, but we don't have all of it. So you can draw a lot of conclusions from it, but if you look at the data that exists anyway, there's a lot of car accidents because a lot of people drive. Now, when we look at collisions that are happening with these self-driving car fleets like Cruise and Waymo, the data they're exposing is actually quite fascinating. 
Waymo specifically, most of their accidents were with like things like inanimate objects. A shopping cart came out, came out of nowhere. They couldn't avoid it. Things like that. Are they fatal crashes? No. There was one with an injury, I believe. But like, again, there was no huge tragedy out of the whole thing. And they do have to report this data as a car accident to the government as part of the rules for California. So I found it really interesting that now that we actually have data sets around car accidents, maybe the human factor isn't, isn't really the driving thing where humans are safer. Because if you really think about it, Dylan makes this point is that people get distracted. People will break rules. People consciously do this stuff. They eat the cheeseburger. They use their phone. They go too fast. All that kind of stuff. Computers, when you put them in charge, always follow the rules you tell them about. A computer won't speed. A computer won't break the rules because it can't. It's programmed not to. So when you start putting that into consideration and you remove the things like tiredness, emotions, uh, you know, all of these different pieces that kind of come with being human, nothing wrong with those things. But wouldn't it be better if a computer took that work away from us so we could be safer? The idea of a fully self-driving car world is a beautiful one where, you know, like Dylan points out, you can negotiate stoplights. Things could move faster. I just think it's a fascinating approach. Now, when I think about my kids, if I want them to be safer, I could teach them to be a better driver. Or maybe I make sure they have the facility to have a self-driving car. Now, depends on the price. I'm not going to get into that side of it. I'm not some sort of ultra-rich podcaster or anything like that. But it is an option. It's a fascinating option that maybe the better choice is to teach them to live without a car and have access to different levels of public transportation, primarily self-driving car fleets and or mom or dad self-driving vehicle, or maybe their own one day. In any case, that's the end of the Afterthoughts episode. Thanks for tuning in. Have yourselves a pleasant day and thanks for listening. Subscribe, follow, and learn more at www.rememberthehuman.ai. Thank you.